0: welcome back everybody to another episode of the brazilian dragon podcast and we are going back to the neo movies to talk about the simpsons movie a staple from 2007 july 27 2007 exactly my 10th birthday and here is here is me um and I am Brazilian Dragon. I always clap for both Alaska and Hawaii. I don't want to leave Hawaii out of here. It is me, Felipe, and I'm not alone, as always. I can't go to the Naomi's, the Naomi movies without Naomi herself. She was born to lead and never to read. Naomi, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Um, I, uh, you know, I went down a rabbit hole of my middle school slash High school vibes, and uh, I'm not looking back. I'm having a great time.
0: We love that for you. And we are not alone. We have a bonafide Simpsons expert. You know her best from the Simpsons Then and Now podcast, as well as Bojack Horse Pod, as well as other RHAP appearances. Uh, she loves to make hot cocoa on a windowsill. It is Lindsay. Lindsay Wilson, how are you doing?
2: my gosh I'm so good I feel like you have set me up as someone who is a Simpsons expert and then the first thing I'm going to say is I had never seen this movie so (laughs) so we'll see how how that holds up
0: listen you are a television Simpsons expert you don't you don't (laughs) foray into the cinematic universe
2: that's right that's right TV Um, exclusive
0: yes so first off uh Lindsay what Hello. Uh, what is your background with The Simpsons? And tell us about your podcasts.
2: Yes, absolutely. So first of all, absolute pleasure to be here. So excited about this. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, <laughs> my main Simpsons knowledge, I guess, I think it's probably the first show I can remember watching. Uh, one, one of the things that we talk about a lot on our podcast, The Simpsons, Let and now we talk about how pretty much everyone we speak to is like, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was a kid. And I feel like my parents were like, well, it's a cartoon, that's fine. So, so I remember watching it from like age four or something, and it was probably the most formative show in terms of my sense of humor. I watched it up through season 15 very religiously, and then I just died. It just fell off from there. I think we decided it was like the season premiere of season 15 or something that I stopped watching forever. Didn't watch the movie. It was super bitter. And now we have the Simpsons Then and Now podcast where we go back and look at an old, AKA good episode and contrast it with a new, AKA much worse episode. And we just talk about like how the how the show has developed over time, how it's changed, what's stayed the same. Basically, we just like look for things that can redeem the new episodes and complain a lot. So I'm hoping to be more positive today. I will do my best, but uh, we'll see.
0: Yes, I'm trying to look at what season was. Okay, so season 19 was the first season after the movie. So uh, you had jumped off a few seasons earlier.
2: Yes, uh-huh. we've we've spoken a couple of times on the show to Rob Oliver. He's one of the directors of the show. Yeah. And he talks he talks a lot about the switch over to like digital animating. And I know that was a that was a big deal around this time. So
0: Yeah. Naomi, what is your background with The Simpsons?
1: Well, I I am not a Simpsons person. I'm actually a Futurama person. Ah. And I uh, I never really grew up with The Simpsons. I don't think my parents were fans either, and I think I was just a little bit too young to like get into The Simpsons when it was really in its prime and its heyday. Um, now this movie, Felipe, you said it came out in two thousand and seven, right? Yes. So I was about thirteen when this movie came out, which is to say that like The Simpsons didn't really hit uh, in for me until this movie. But then I wasn't compelled to keep watching. So it's this weird like uh, space for me where I'm like, maybe one day I'll go back and watch The Simpsons. And I always appreciate a good like Simpsons joke that I see on the Twitter timeline, but I'm not a Simpsons person. I'm a, I'm a Futurama loser for life.
0: So would you say that you're kind of the opposite of Lindsay where like your biggest experience with The Simpsons was this movie?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, which is a very sad thing to say, but yes, that is correct.
0: Wow. yeah um I'm definitely somewhere in the middle like my mom had the first season DVD so I watched uh, Bart the Genius and Bart the General specifically a lot those two episodes um and then this movie I was like super excited for and definitely probably because it was like the biggest movie that ever came out on my birthday and probably will ever come out on my birthday um and I we were in Vancouver at the time and I was like begging my parents to take me uh, and we went we drove all the way to the theater and then there was such a long line that they were sold out before like the line was even halfway done and then so we went back the next day um, and I saw it. so I didn't technically see it on my birthday but I'll, I'll continue to lie and say I did uh, and oh, I just I, oh, go ahead
1: I was gonna say that reminds me I need to text the family group chat and ask if we saw this movie in theaters because I think we did
0: <laughs> yeah um, I just remember leaving the theater I really had to go to the bathroom because I drank like a giant soda we got one of those collectible popcorn Buckets that we took back to Boston or we brought back to Boston. Um, And I just. You
1: brought a collectible bucket on the plane?
0: In the suitcase. It was like.
1: It was was the paper one.
0: It wasn't the tin.
1: That's (laughs) so much worse. It's like covered in grease. This is so much worse.
0: Listen, I was obsessed. Um, I was even Bart Simpson for Halloween later that year. So I and then I quoted like the spider pig song. Lives rent-free in my head. I often say I was born to I was born to lead, not to read. Uh, whenever I didn't want to do my homework, I I love this movie and I am definitely biased. So we'll see, we'll see how Lindsay feels as someone who was against this movie. But I'm excited to talk about it because I probably could have done this podcast without rewatching it, but I was like, no, I need to rewatch it because I've seen it that many times. Wow. Uh, Nate, Naomi was this only your second time re-experiencing it or had you No,
1: this movie this movie was a movie I watched a lot with my brother um and my father because I think my this is a movie that's like the epitome of like my mother would be mad that we were watching it um not because like my mother's like some she's not really uptight but like I think she just knew that it was like rotting our brains a little bit and like she didn't love it but my dad and my brother and I all found it very very funny so we we had it on dvd at, in the Calhoun household so yeah I, I've seen this movie quite a few times
0: I'm not the biggest Simpsons fan and I wish I like knew more of like I was more familiar with like the classic era um but I love the Simpsons so much that I wrote a paper on it in college and I even sent it to Nick danza because when I met him in Boston he like I remember he loved the Simpsons I was like my God, I wrote a paper on this subject. He's like, "Can I use so it for wait, my teaching the, class?"
1: Yeah, what did you write a paper on? If you haven't seen The Early Simpsons, no, <laughs> it was
0: about the. It, so the project was song, talk about a television show from before two thousand and how it like changed American media. So wow. it was like a research paper slash like, I I talked a lot about Bart Simpson because I'm obsessed. Um, <laughs> so. Lindsay, who is your favorite Simpsons character? I know you've discussed this on the podcast proper, but...
2: Yeah, so I, I'm a big Lisa guy, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, so so when I go back and say like I love the early Simpsons, it's I have a very basic opinion. It's I love seasons one through eight. I will watch them over and over and over again. Pretty much every episode that we watch for the podcast, I'm like annoyingly just quoting it all back. Like it's terrible yeah. podcasting for the first half where I'm just like, man, wasn't this hilarious? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, I think I'm definitely a Lisa because we have a lot in common. Like we're indignant about the same things we find the same things annoying and are just generally like exasperated a lot of the time. But current Lisa, and I think we'll get into it a little bit, but the more modern version of Lisa is like a little bit of a caric- caricature of like a yeah. social justice warrior kind of thing. I, um, you've like,
0: often discussed on the podcast that like almost every single Simpsons character has been flanderized, and it's then, and Lisa is definitely an example of that, Homer as well. So.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the the best example with Lisa, and this is like me getting really in the weeds for your podcast. I apologize. No, I, lo-
1: I, I, Lizzie, I love this so much because I, I want to think so critically about The Simpsons, but I know nothing about it. So please, like, <laughs> put this in my brain.
2: Okay, beautiful. So one of the things that we discussed there, I think it was like last year that Hank Azaria decided to stop voicing Apu just because yeah. it was getting increasingly problematic, and so one of the things that the show was criticized for was that they were starting to get some pushback about this and there was like a documentary about Apu and Mm -hmm. the show responded to it by being like well I guess something just seemed like a good idea at the time and then I guess it we just outgrew it or something like and they had Lisa say that and hold up a picture of Apu as she was saying it so they were trying to be like oh, look, the moral center of the show is making this statement about how like, it's okay because it's how we've always done it. And there was a lot of backlash against that because it's like, you obviously made Lisa do this on purpose, just retire the character. It's time. Anyway, it took them a while longer before they did it. It was like multiple years before they finally retired him
0: yeah Uh, have they officially retired him or did they just change voice actors
2: they officially retired him as of sometime last year I believe or maybe it was even early this year but I think it was think it was end of last year
0: okay that's that's at least something finally yeah long overdue Um, Naomi do you have a favorite Simpsons character
1: so um, I was also a big like Lisa was definitely one of the characters that I remember as a kid hearing about and seeing in vague ways and being like she feels like me um i also play the saxophone i'm also annoying and opinionated um (laughs) and people didn't like me when i was a kid sometimes and i feel like i I always identified with lisa in that way um but i kind of i kind of love and hate maggie see i was (laughs) gonna say you're
0: kind of you give me maggie vibes because you're also yeah queen
1: Yeah, like maggie has really funny moments i find but then maggie also gets used so little and often for the same thing over and over again that she like when she's really funny it's hilarious and then when it's like sometimes it's just like oh god this is like all right the you know this is nothing i also just remember that i actually do remember i have one other simpsons memory which is i watched the christmas special where they get santa's little helper Was the first
0: episode Mm -hmm. we had
1: that on vhs for some reason and, and i would i would watch that all the time around the holidays for whatever reason but nothing else i don't know why okay. that's the one dvd dvd vhs my parents had that we watched of the simpsons that's yeah. an
0: episode Lindsay covered I, was it recent or was it at the new year or
2: it was, yeah I, we it was for our christmas episode we did yes. that one and one of the more recent christmas ones because it was like it's a weird choice to make your first episode ever a christmas special but <laughs> that's what they did yeah that is
1: so strange <laughs> It's, I, mean, I, I guess that's why I forgot it was the first episode because I'm like, who the fuck would make a Christmas episode their first episode? <laughs> the Simpsons.
0: The Simpsons, Simpsons did. did. Uh, but yeah, should we get into the movie itself?
2: Let's do it.
1: Yeah.
0: So we start off with Ralph Wiggum singing the 20th century fox. Wait, actually, before we get into the movie, Lindsay, <laughs> what did you know about the movie? Since you had never seen it.
2: This is a great question, actually. So um I knew that there was a spider pig. I knew the only reason that I knew this part actually was because I think like, uh, probably a month ago, the most recent episode that we covered on the show was, uh, the 500th episode. And it's about them moving and basically being like driven out of town. And a lot of the criticism of that episode was like, this is the same as the movie. And I was like, oh, so apparently they get driven out of town. I knew there was something about Alaska and that's pretty much all I got. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: so now we'll start with the recap because i that was something that i needed to ask and i forgot to ask but um, ralph wiggum starts with the 20th century fox uh song and then we get the the itchy scratchy little movie that they're at the movie theater for and homer stands up and he's like anyone who like pays to see a movie on the big screen when they could just watch this on tv at home is an idiot and then he points at the audience um so there's like a lot of meta commentary throughout this movie about like this being like a movie on the tv uh or a tv show movie um and then we get the uh intro credits and i like the i like the bar uh, i will not illegally download this movie um <laughs> and yeah so we start and it's the green day cover of the simpsons so you had no idea that green day was in this movie
2: no idea no idea <laughs>
0: did you know tom hanks was in this movie
2: nope i knew none yeah. of the cameos i will say one thing that but- comes up constantly on our podcast is how much i hate ralph he is my least favorite character so i was like when i was messaging you i was saying like is it okay if i like say mean things about this movie or is this like a super positive recap we're gonna be doing go ahead please
0: (laughs) naomi and i trashed the pink panther movie recently so like I I will I am definitely biased. I want to hear the criticisms because I that's why we asked you because famously (laughs) I've never seen the movie, but I'm like okay, but this is a Simpsons expert who like has takes that are probably more valued than anything I could say about how much I love this movie when I was (laughs) ten. Well,
1: Well, I uh, I, I, oh I was gonna say I first of all before we start shitting on this movie, I actually really liked the um, the intro sequence to the new theme song because they Mm -hmm. very clearly they were like okay we have a huge budget, we can do a lot more with animation, let's go absolutely all out. And like the intro I think is a good example of that. And I thought it was fun to sort of like go through in a not typical Simpsons, um, like, you know, it's a very iconic opening sequence and I thought it was interesting that they sort of changed it. And I'm curious if Lindsay, you liked that they changed it up or, or thought that it was silly to change it up.
2: No, I actually like it a lot. I think it's really like to your point, I think there's something about this that feels very like they did a good job of making it feel larger than itself. So it's not just like, oh, this is like an 88 minute Episode of The Simpsons. Like it feels like an event. It feels like they really put a lot into it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that talking to Rob Oliver has done is it made, has made me appreciate how much work goes into these sorts of like opening sequences and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I was definitely like, okay, yeah, we're, this is an event. They have decided to make this a big deal. I did hate that it opened on Ralph Wiggum <laughs> doing the stupid singing. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to hate this movie. But <laughs> I was like, okay, it's fine. Uh, so I, I actually liked it a lot that they changed yeah. up the intro.
0: We had like only two scenes with Ralph in this movie and that was one of them. So I yes. think it's <laughs> like at least there wasn't a lot of Ralph in this movie for Lindsay. Yes, um, yes, thankfully. But I did read that they were like considering making like a live action Simpsons movie or a CGI Simpsons movie. And I'm very glad they didn't. Yes. <laughs> um, what So
1: it can be like that freak show, the CGI Charlie Brown. Like, oh my God, what a nightmare. Nice... <laughs> Especially in like 2007,
2: 2008 vibes. Like Jimmy like... Neutron kind of. Aesthetic oh, of Homer, like Homer Simpson.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> what a nightmare that would have been.
2: There's yeah. a Treehouse of Horror segment that they did where they like briefly let Homer go into the 3D realm, and famously, Alex thought that like the show was just gonna be a live action from then on. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm very glad that like I was reading that they they had even um before I forget the character, the guy who who's kind of like Saul Goodman in The Simpsons, like where he's like kind of like cuts corners legally um what's his name i'm gonna google this but he was like um supposed to have like a live action tony mcclure maybe is that a oh, fat tony no not him
2: not fat tony the other tony oh troy so, mcclure troy mcclure sorry
0: he's the he's the
2: actor and then yes. there's lionel hutz who's the who's the lawyer
0: yes okay okay troy mcclure like it was supposed <laughs> to be like a live action prequel of his life or something oh my god <laughs> that was like an idea that they tossed around but um that didn't happen we end up with green day playing a benefit concert for three and a half hours and then they want to talk about the environment and lisa's very excited but then they just throw like rocks and tomatoes at them um and they sink like the titanic um (laughs) which then we go to their funeral at the church and uh stop me if you have any notes that you want to speak on i'm just gonna go through like oh i was gonna
1: stop I was waiting for you to look Green Day Dying was a very visceral memory for me <laughs> about this movie and like in retrospect it's a lot less traumatic but I just remember as a child being like they like sunk into the dirty river like I was so sort of kind of fucked up by it which is very funny in retrospect how it's like really uh, uh tame in comparison to what my brain was doing. Were you a big I, Green Day? Oh, go ahead, Lindsay,
2: sorry. I loved that there was a funeral version of American Idiot for them to like oh. tragically play at their funeral.
1: What a perfect joke. What a perfect joke. Yeah. yeah. Very good.
2: Naomi, were you a big Green Day head?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh I was I was listening to Green Day really loud on the bus in like eighth grade to seem sort of alternative um and try and get the boy I had a crush on to think I was cool. Um
2: <laughs> did it work? I,
1: no, (laughs) Um, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, I also, I, what I like about this, what I like about the overall premise of this movie, there's a lot of facets to it, but what I'm actually a big fan of is how, uh, they understand it. Like the, the world that the Simpsons live in, these people are dumb and that they're kind of, they would be the people who'd be like, Oh, like, I don't want to hear about the environment right now. Like there's such a, a fun element of, like, how dumb they're willing to make their characters, whereas I feel like a lot of shows and just, in general, TV holds their characters in such, like, rev- like reverence and, like, really respects them, and The Simpsons is like, no, they're all assholes. Like, they're all dumb. It's fine. Don't worry about it. They are all they all suck really bad, and, like, I love that about this movie. that They're like, yeah, let's just make everybody really shitty. Who cares?
0: Yeah. Um, and it
1: makes The Redemption that much better, I think.
0: I, I agree. I agree with that part um but yeah so they're in church and uh the homer and the simpsons family they're all late um and they're like oh this is so stupid why are we even here um and then the pastor is like okay does anyone want to speak and flanders obviously raises his hand and he's like oh whatever ned um and then grandpa he has an epiphany via the the light and he starts screaming about twisted tails and a thousand eyes and epa 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 and i remember like this part um and who
1: doesn't remember epa are you kidding me (laughs) like this is i i i i feel like the best i i'm curious to to know what lindsay you think but like i really thought this was like a great story for a lot of the characters if that makes sense like i feel like what sitcoms suffer from so often is like they make a movie and like the b plot's pretty shitty or the c plot's pretty shitty and like. They don't know what to do with all of their characters and i actually feel like this movie knew what to do with like i would say you know the four major family members that have speaking roles i think it found something for all of them and i did really appreciate that about this movie especially marge i really loved marge's story in this whole movie i thought it was like they really tapped into like her being the emotional center of the simpsons and i thought it was really fun
2: Yeah, I think I would generally agree with that. I think they like manage to find roles for all of them, and I don't feel like anybody gets like tired along the way. I did feel like I actually do think like the having the sort of parts of the prophecy is kind of an interesting way to structure it. But I think I noticed during this when like Ned is saying what he wants to confess, and Homer's like, "Come on, be gay, be gay," and I was like, "Man, like we're clearly like in the point of like." So early Simpsons, the sort of special thing about it is that it's always super grounded and like the stakes feel very close to home. And it's always like at the heart of it is like they're a family and they love each other. And then somewhere around, like around this time or around 2003-ish, whenever... They start moving into, like, the easy jokes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, we're yeah. doing, like, the easy stuff. But, and the problem there is, like, the classic stuff then holds up super well. And then this stuff, we're like, ooh, I'm not sure we should do this anymore. Like, it doesn't hold up as well, I find.
0: I think Alex has said it a few times on the podcast that, like, they lean into, like, the family guy. They don't really know what they're doing. They're, like, trying to compete with family guy. And then, like, later yeah. in, the, in the more modern episodes, it's like, okay, they're, like, just trying to, like, be, like, slightly wholesome, non-problematic, mm-hmm. like, just something to watch that like for 30 minutes and like that's kind of like the arc is like really great classic stuff then like this like weird middle era that's like trying to be edgy just to be edgy and then the like modern like where it's like kind of just like it's a show that's on
2: yeah I remember learning that Greg Daniels was one of the like lead writers in the early days and he's also like the lead guy on The Office and Parks and Rec and I guess the thing that he always said in the writer's room was like go for real over funny like grounded as much as you can in reality and then it'll be funny and I feel like you can really see that in the early stuff like where here it gets like more and more wacky as you as you go further. In the there track. were
0: definitely times like we can talk about like the whole like representation of indigenous people but like the, the way Homer is like told which direction to go to Springfield, I felt was very in that vein that we're talking about right now. Totally.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah no well I think that's like the the I would say that not that Homer has the weak like the storyline of Homer as an idea is good but the execution like just does this thing where they go like well homer's dumb so we'll have him have all of the dumb stuff Where like you know bart simpson is like a character that likes dumb and likes recklessness but he doesn't have as much i mean the kid drinks fucking whiskey in this movie and yet it's like more classy than a lot of what happens with homer <laughs> it, it, overall and i feel like that's just a sign of like they they just See Homer as like an ability to do like this really like stupid stupid comedy that I I agree with you guys totally is that like it's it's in com- direct competition to Family Guy in a lot of terrible ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um oh god I hate Family Guy.
0: <laughs> we'll get there, but I love the line where Bart's like I'm troubled, let me be. I did <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but so they end up rolling Grandpa out in a carpet and going to a pancake place or no waffle. And I remembered I was remembering that like they're having this argument, and I was like, oh, and the grandpa says, I want bananas on my waffles on my waffles <laughs> like, yeah. like awesome. a lot of lines I would like think in my head right before they happen. I was like, that's how I know this movie. This is kind of like unlike the Pink Panther where like I just remembered it from seeing it once, like this one I like seen it so many times that I could like quote it back kind of like Lindsay was talking about how she would just like read lines from the (laughs) episodes back to alex and just say wasn't this
2: funny like i was like oh my god i remember all these lines um this bit with grandpa is actually kind of interesting because like later in the show there's like multiple jokes where homer's just like god i hope grandpa is dead soon and here he's just like kissing him very sweetly it's a nice little dynamic (laughs) he was
0: very happy that grandpa got them out of church early
2: yeah (laughs) um yeah oh,
1: i love that i love that joke about church also because there there are like a lot of funny small jokes like you know them showing up late to church i feel like that was my family we're all, like we didn't go to church but we were late to everything you know and like we're always arguing with each other outside the function and then showing up and being like hey like i that there there are, those are the moments where the simpsons like as a family feel really relatable like i have i have a brother although he's my little brother and like we're always just fighting all the time right and like that's kind of where the simpsons feel the most connected is like when they're just being a family who kind of like doesn't like each other sometimes
0: yeah they're like they're supposed to be like the everyday family and just like very just buffoony versions of them and i that's why i kind of like them because they're just like cartoon characters literally and figuratively <laughs> um but they end up going and then uh i i, I thought i could do this without <laughs> writing down any notes but uh they end up going back Home. March is watching the the tape over and over. Um, meanwhile, uh, Bart uh, Homer has tasks to do, and then he's like, "Okay, you know what? Let me fix this sinkhole." And he puts the sandbox over the sinkhole, uh, and then he goes to do shingles on the roof. Um, and he's like, "Okay, Bart, help me." And uh, is it did this come first or did the Lisa stuff come first? I'm so unprepared. This is I'm first, first, Yeah. 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 Okay, um, but they're fixing and then they're like okay let's do dares and um so bart climbs the telephone pole uh homer gets shot at by bart with his bb gun and then homer's like i dare you to race across springfield naked on your skateboard <laughs> and he's like well the girls might see my doodle and then uh, Homer's homer is <laughs> like okay he, you're gonna be a chicken when you wake up you're gonna be a chicken when you go and then bart just goes off and wasn't this also like in some other movie around this time like the, a live action version of like sort of like a naked run around, like with like all the different like things covering. I
2: feel like Austin Powers did a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: Austin Powers, but
2: yeah. But yeah. I, I, like one of the things, and like I promise, in case you're like listeners are like, who is this person who's just like such a dick about The Simpsons? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I promise <laughs> I will be more positive in like the later part of the movie. <laughs> I had like yeah, a couple, I, uh, there I, were a couple things like, here. So, yeah, this
1: movie deserves to be like broken apart because i think it is both very good but then in some places like very glaringly not good and i think the simpsons as a whole uh should should end like people probably i don't even watch the simpsons that much but i can just tell that it needs to end and i feel like (laughs) this is the this is the the boundary where we're dipping our toe into that y'all want to wrap it up now kind of era
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, like, so a couple of things that I found, like I found the beginning was like much weaker than later on. Like once they got settled into the story, I felt like it was way better, mm-hmm. but like here at the beginning where they're like on the roof and Homer gets like a hammer in the eye and it's like, yeah. that's something they rely on a ton in modern Simpsons is like the gross out humor and that's super family guy. Right. And then, uh, mm-hmm. Ned, when Homer's shaking the roof and like trying to shake Bart off and he's like, Oh, won't that make him a paraplegiorino? And I was like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> if anyone needs to know what flanderization is like, it's this, this is the
0: moment just just put this image in a dictionary
2: yeah exactly yeah, like and like when akiva came on the podcast he was like the, the sense i'm getting is like you have a simpsons podcast but you hate the simpsons <laughs> so <laughs> i promise i don't It's just i have a lot of like you just love the,
0: the early simpsons i just
2: love the early ones so much that it makes me like a real jerk about the later stuff so i promise i'll be more positive later on but no <laughs> just but I just um, like those <laughs> that's like
0: that's kind of like me with like survivor as like we are all survivor fans like my god like the early seasons were so much better and now they're just like too like focused on idols and machinations and like i mean lindsay you talked about africa and you talked about panama so you clearly love the old seasons too mm-hmm. and that's like me i'm like focus more on the characters and not on the twists and i don't know if naomi can relate to this as a a producer of an lrg but it's kind of like that with a lot of shows i feel like you 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 love what you grew up, grew up with and like what you grew to love and then totally. the later seasons just all feel like kind of bastardizations of the same show
2: yeah no I think that's very very that's a good call with the like Africa and Panama too like definitely there's a lot of nostalgia involved and like I can still go back and be like oh classic Simpsons so good and then it just makes me bitter about the stuff that like now that I'm old and bitter like I don't like these new things that young people like
1: (laughs) yeah I also think that it's like I think part of the the reason that we do this podcast is like because Felipe and I both are in like the entertainment industry as a whole. And like, I think a big part of being somebody in this industry is like looking at what other people produce and saying like, well, what, what could I change? How could I make this better? And, you know, sometimes people really nail it. Like, I think like the first two seasons of Bob's burgers are like pure gold, Mm -hmm. but like I haven't watched in a long time. And you know, you think about the ways that you can improve the storytelling or change things because people get so set in what they know. It's the same. Like, I have a lot of sort of gripes about like SNL, for example, and like I think it's because they've just been on the air so long and nobody challenges them anymore, right? Nobody gives them any sort of like feedback of like, oh, I don't think this would work, and there's no creative pushback. And um, I think it's it, I think it's worth pointing out a movie's flaws to recognize when movies are really really good and when they're really hitting you know they're hitting the nail on the head and then other times to say like well this is where movies can improve and we can think more critically about movies that we still absolutely love because uh, spider pig will never die you know yeah.
0: <laughs> you know who didn't hit the nail on the head
2: oh my god Homer. <laughs> oh boy yeah um uh, well also i think,
1: I
0: think bob's burgers is having a movie coming up soon because i know will's been talking about that so um i'm excited to, to see what he thinks of that but uh yeah so they they have that and um i'll circle back to getting spider pig actually no let's just get spider pig now and then we'll go to the lisa stuff
1: but... well we have the i think the i think the big part about this this early scene is like it establishes the storyline of bart yes. hates homer as a dad and again i think this just goes back to like real life like sometimes your parent is an asshole, or like you don't you don't think you're being treated or respected as like the child of this person and i love that they really utilize flanders as like hey this person actually is a very good person and like cares very deeply about not only his own children but the people he's around and it's like a great storyline especially incorporating Flanders into it as a whole I think is like a perfect foil for what Homer is doing
2: yeah exactly yeah, i go ahead there's a there's an episode in like season eight or something where Bart joins the Boy Scouts and he like doesn't want Homer to come on this father son thing because he's very much like oh my god Homer is terrible he's such an asshole and like Flanders really fills that role in that episode as well and there's like big competition between the two of them so I thought it was cool that they kind of bring that dynamic back because it is an interesting one like can you imagine having Homer as a dad and then like seeing Ned <laughs> It's just such a juxtaposition right
0: and I I really like the small little details where like homer uh flanders's kids were like oh no you're lucky you have homer as a dad at the end and i was like kind of appreciating what you don't have like or what you have when you don't look for it like that so i did Mm -hmm. like that little twist at the end um but yeah i also have to
1: say i i think that the bart simpson penis gag is one of the first penises i ever saw in a movie (laughs) or television now that i think about it kind of hard which is which is Fucked up okay. and sad in its own way, but I, I always assumed the it was his
0: finger. Like he put a f- his like hand to cover, it and it was his
1: Oh, Felipe! Come on, are you saying that now? You watch this whole movie back, and that's still what you walked away
2: thinking?
0: No, no, I, I just I, I was trying okay, to Jesus make Christ. a joke. I don't Oh, know.
2: For a second. oh man, I don't sounds know. Like you I don't think you I you noticed. Think Is there like... actually like a? Do you see a penis? Did I miss a penis?
1: yeah right. yeah yeah like he, he, <laughs> he they they do that gag and then like it, i mean it's it's very very uh poorly drawn if i'm if i'm <laughs> you know well, Man was critiquing it <laughs> no 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 poorly drawn in a good way it's good the less detailed the better <laughs> um
0: but yeah so he lands on the windowsill as flanders is pr- praying and um then the the cops
1: which bountiful <laughs> penis <laughs> great line
2: I, I had to point out, the
0: freaking cop shot his skateboard. Like, what the heck? Like,
2: Yeah, so this is a thing that we've been noticing, especially in the last year, just with, like, so much of this discourse around, like, police behavior. One of the things that we've noticed is, like, the cops in this show are not afraid to pull a gun, and it gets shot, like, Pretty much every time Chief Wiggins on screen, someone's going to get shot at, and often he is shooting at children.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) even later in the movie, like he's eating donuts off the holster or off the gun, and like shoots. Like Naomi, we should we have to stop covering movies that like talk about cops because I was not prepared for how much cop discourse would be at the nail movies. This this these two (laughs) films
1: i wonder if uh i wonder if Stuart little has any cop content in it oh my god my...
0: <laughs> um but yeah no so he he literally shot the skateboard and Bart goes flying and then they like chain him they don't even give him any clothes like if we need further examples of why the cops suck
2: yes um, this is a tough and, look
0: um so nelson is laughing as is his mom um that's his name right nelson
2: Hmm. Yeah. Nelson's probably my second least favorite character behind yeah. Ralph. Um. And and with both of them, like they're not so bad early on, but they just become like such caricatures and it's just like the haha until sunset.
0: Okay. But how do you feel about
2: Martin? Um. So I really love him in the early okay. seasons. Uh. Is he in this one? Yeah. He, he, he beats, beats up the. He beats. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. I actually kind of like that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah he's like one of those that like i feel like might be in that scene like w- Lindsay doesn't like the the younger boys from springfield elementary i feel like that's like a
2: yeah just like the nerdy boys <laughs> um wow yeah, that's tell, the
1: other has to go fuck himself man <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah tough luck for Milhouse in this episode during this movie too <laughs> yeah um,
0: but th- we passed by the other ralph wiggum scene the the where bart skates by and he's like i
2: like men now um which yeah. ugh, i sent this scene one. i sent this scene to alex and i was like what am i watching <laughs> he knows how i feel about ralph and yep. this scene i was just like, oh my gosh uh
0: rough <laughs> rough indeed um but uh, there's a pig doing a commercial with crusty um and then they're like gonna murder the pig uh there was a racist joke in there too that i'm gonna just jump over uh that crusty made but uh -hmm. yeah so the pig goes to hug homer and homer's like i'm gonna adopt you um so let's go back to lisa lisa Mm -hmm. uh is can't kill him if he's
2: wearing people clothes (laughs) i love that
0: line that (laughs) Uh, that that was a funny
1: (laughs) yeah the delivery on people clothes is so good like (laughs)
0: um yeah so lisa is canvassing and then there's an irish guy colin who uh knocks on is also canvassing um and she falls in love. And I don't think we ever see Colin again in the later episodes. I'm gonna Google this, but I'm pretty sure Colin was just in the movie. Colin The Simpsons. Um, Naomi talk about Colin and Lisa.
1: What a terrible Irish accent this is in retrospect. Like, I watched this movie and I was like, the voice work is weird. I mean, it's obviously like a when when you look at it, it's like a it's a, a woman doing his voice because he's, you know, a little kid, and that's what they do a lot of the times. But like absolutely terrible irish accent like it is it is not even charming in the least bit Lindsay, did you do you, are, are we getting another shitting on colin uh <laughs> member of the chat here
2: yeah it's funny because so i don't like did we look up who the voice was like is it anyone who does anything Tress mcneil
1: yeah it's Tress mcneil
2: Tress mcneil uh yeah i feel well, like i didn't consciously note like oh this is like a terrible character who i hate I did a lot of Animaniacs. Oh, good. Uh, (laughs) appeared in Futurama. Your beloved Futurama, Naomi. I too love Futurama. I just want to get that on the record. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't notice it as like, this is an abysmal voice. But now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, it was a pretty bad accent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um... The
1: voice isn't even bad. It's the accent that's bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't even, I didn't even clock it, but... I will only, accept your criticism.
0: He's only <laughs> in the Simpsons movie. The opening sequence of he loves to fly and he does which I think is the first episode after the movie. And then Lisa the drama queen, which is uh, um, it is a uh, ninth episode of season twenty, originally the season nineteen finale and production order though. So, um, okay. Uh, also, I did I I did like that he was like my dad's not Bono. Yeah, <laughs> that's <was> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, but. What did we think of this little flirt man? Was Lisa too head over heels for this man who was kind of basic?
1: Yeah, Lisa, um, you're not old enough to date, so slow your horses. <laughs> no, I just think this character is like, I hate this trope of movies where they go like, alright, we're in a movie-verse now. Let's bring in a character that we'll never see again. It always frustrates me. It's like, establish the character. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think like, for me, there's often a bit of a like push and pull for me where I'm like I like the moments sometimes where Lisa gets to be a kid instead of just being like over the top moral compass but in this they do really like bring her down like oh I just love him so much it's like all right she wouldn't totally lose her head like she's yeah. had romances before in the show and she like manages to stay coherent
0: <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah um but they they end up canvassing we also see how polluted the lake is um so they go to the town hall meeting and they're like the, they demonstrate how the pollution is awful. And then the mayor's like, okay, no more polluting in the lake. And then they even show the example of like, um, what's the, what's the dummy's name that with the rat? Cletus. Clevis. Clevis, oh. okay. yeah. And there's like an idiot proof wall and he's like, boom. And he tries, he can't, he can't throw the rat in there. Um, a lot of of
1: cletus content in this movie i have to say Mm -hmm. like exceptionally a lot of content considering how many characters that just exist in the simpsons or cletus getting like multiple scenes is kind of wild
2: yeah it is surprising
1: (laughs)
0: he yeah um i think I, i don't think his family gets it's just him Yeah.
2: It did kind of make me laugh when he's like trying to throw the like possum in or whatever and he's like, I simply can't. (laughs) can't, It it does amuse me when people say they simply can't do things.
1: (laughs) I simply could never. (laughs) There were some
0: funny like dialogue lines, like the way they like I'm troubled when Bart said that and then I simply Mm -hmm. can't like I do love when they they creatively say something in a funnier way than it than the line could be read.
1: Yeah, I feel like Russ Cargill has Russ Cargill has a lot of that in this movie, and I first of all, I remembered the character named Russ Cargill. Like that's <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I
0: remember it was Marlin movie. from Finding Nemo. I didn't remember his name.
2: Oh, that's hilarious, Albert Brooks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he's a. He, we just covered another episode uh involving albert brooks he's hank scorpio like one of the, these iconic guest characters who plays okay. this like super villain boss and he's like definitely the highlight of that and in my opinion he's the highlight of this movie yeah <laughs> he's so like good.
0: he's a recurring character or a recurring voice in the yeah. world right okay
2: yeah but and also just albert brooks is just like yeah. a superstar
0: <laughs> yeah um so i i really he's very memorable to me i, I was like with the with the folders and the, the he goes on i think he does it as Marlin too but like these like when he's like hyperventilating and talking very quickly and he's like i don't remember the moment but uh, i like he's like very intense about it and i remember
2: like the intensity and one of his employees was like sir are you not well um <laughs> yeah yeah no, like there's a moment in the the other one's called you only move twice and he's like He greets the family at the door and he comes in and he's like, oh, I got papayas, 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 papayas. (laughs) It's just the whole thing. Like they're full of papayi. (laughs) He's like, his intense energy is just amazing. so Mm -hmm. good.
0: (laughs) I I think he's such a great voice actor, but uh, Mm -hmm. we we go back. Um, So now the pollution setup is there. Uh, Homer brings home Spider-Pig. Marge is freaking out because Twisted Tail is part Mm -hmm. of the prophecy. Uh, And then uh, Lisa's gushing over Colin. She even says that like she loves him and that he listens. And Marge's like, uh, listen, you had gotta appreciate that now because men are trash, basically. The <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, most important thing is that he listens to you. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, then she looks up, she's like, how do the spider tracks get on the wall or the pig tracks get on the wall? And Homer does the question. On the
1: ceiling, and- Felipe, on the ceiling.
0: On the ceiling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Naomi, do you want to take it from here? Describe your favorite scene in cinematic history. <laughs>
1: correct um so i spider pig was a moment it was a cultural touchstone for 2007 2008 for me in middle school and i feel like when you if you say the word spider pig like everybody who anybody who's a millennial knows what spider pig means at this point in time and the song slaps you know (laughs) that's the kind of shit that like my dad would be singing like years down the line because it's so stupid but it's so funny um homer simpson has a pig uh, upside down putting his little hoofs against the ceiling and his his name is spider pig he does whatever yeah. spider pig does
0: and let me just respond to john john's question like did did uh spider pig inspire spider ham from the spider-man series and uh unfortunately no spider ham existed in the comics since 1983 a quick google search tells me but if you do google his wikipedia page the Simpsons movie is listed in like notable works or whatever <laughs> um so Lindsay what was it like finally seeing Spider-Pig on top uh, like in action
2: yeah it was like the moment that I knew about I have it highlighted here this was the only thing I knew about in this movie um I think there was a moment like very much around this time on Family Guy where Peter is like in a Spider-Man costume going like no 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 Spider-Man um so I think I was like, not a hundred percent sure which one was which, like if this was the one that had like the Batman Spider-Man combo or if, anyway, so that was really all I knew. It was fine. Uh, I have no huge complaints here. I did really like Homer brushing the pig's hair at one point. So like, I, I, I find this pig charming. <laughs>
0: Were you aware of Harry Plopper or no?
2: Not even a little bit. Okay, no. So that was at least a blind side. Probably. Yes. hundred percent um, it was.
0: So yeah. Marge was like, what are you doing with the, with the pig's, um. With the pig's waist and he's like yeah i put it in the silo and i kind of helped with it and then Mar's like okay you got to go get rid of it because it's overflowing and it's nasty so he takes it to the to the um what's the what's the word that like the dump the hazardous waste facility
2: mm-hmm. and- yeah
1: well there's also that great like scene of like homer with the the monkey and the cymbals playing yes. in his head and then like <laughs> that that always that was something i remembered a lot but like just pig crap and a and a, a, a little goofy looking pig drawing that Homer puts on like i do think that for all the simpsons movie sort of has that are jokes that are kind of like like toilet humor and stuff like there are pretty like the baby game that bart is playing in church that like maggie takes away from him like there are some funny sort of like more rude or sort of like blue humor jokes that are like yeah this is just funny like a silo that says pink crap on it is hilarious <laughs> to me and i don't know why but it is
0: make that your new twitter header um <laughs> instead of that the nighttime frog
1: no, but I'll, I'll take a screenshot of it and tweet me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so they, Homer then uh, Lenny calls and is like, yo, Homer, you got to get down here because they're, they're giving out donuts like hotcakes. Um, and <laughs> <Pretty good. laughs> he's like, I got to go. And that's when we see Chief and I'm like eating the donuts off his gun, which is right. awful. But Homer's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. And we never even see him get the donut, which bothered me a little bit. Like, if he's going to literally poison the earth, can he at least can we at least see the the successful donut mission come like complete <laughs> it's a good call we need the payoff <laughs> yes um, yeah he- this is
1: and i think the driving scene is another example of like what i do like about this movie a lot is that they they really like up the animation in a lot of ways but i think in, in interesting ways like the way that homer is driving right into the lake and like the sinking of the silo like they don't look like a typical Simpsons episode, but I do think that they're working a lot harder to make it look visually interesting and like more visually dramatic. And I, I, I think that's a great um, part of this movie is that like, even if it doesn't feel like authentic Simpsons, it does feel like they're trying to be more compelling with what they do and how they design their shots.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, Lindsay, as someone who's seen like so many Simpsons episodes, did like the animation feel more elevated?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think like certainly even if you jump into, I think it's like season 20 or something when they hop into HD full time and Like if you just go between watching one of the early episodes to one of the newer ones, it's just such a stark contrast in terms of just how smooth it looks. And I think Mm. some, there have certainly been some complaints from like the more pedantic Simpsons fans who are like, it's too (laughs) produced now. and like, there's no heart anymore, which like, whatever, it looks amazing. Um, And then like, and I I guess we said at the beginning, like they clearly put so much effort into this and it does feel like it's certainly an achievement, like for any criticisms I might have, like this is an animating achievement. (laughs) <laughs> most
0: definitely um so yeah so homer dumps the silo and then he's like drive 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 because uh, spider pig's in the front he's like oh they gotta <laughs> drive there um and then...
2: your delivery on then spider pig's in the front obviously yeah. as he would be <laughs> i mean
0: i bet spider pig is probably like if they ever did a mario kart of the simpsons they probably have or if they haven't they probably should uh spider well
1: pig I, Lin- Lindsay, what do you think of spider pig is like it's just like a physical humor presence, like when you know he like bars up the phone and stuff. Like I, I feel like oh, there's also that weird we're okay, maybe we should kiss to break the tension. Is one of the weirdest fucking scenes in this yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, that was
0: weird. <laughs> Super
1: but weird. but what I'm curious, Lindsay, what you think of Spider Pig as like a comedic presence as a whole?
2: Yeah, I don't have a problem with him. I think he's good, and like I like when Homer is fond of things like that's when he's at his best and I think the episodes where I always have the biggest problems with Homer is when he's being an asshole because I'm just like no no like go back to being a nice guy please like show us some heart and I think when he's just like delighted by a pig wearing clothes like how can you argue with that (laughs) I mean I feel like who who wouldn't be delighted by a pig
0: wearing clothes exactly
2: I too would be delighted by a pig wearing clothes so no arguments
0: yeah um so we go to uh the well we immediately see the payoff because the squirrel jumps into the river being chased by a another animal um and pops out with like a thousand eyes, mm-hmm. um, which another part of the prophecy. Um, and then we go to we skipped over the the scene where uh Bart or Homer is playing with Spider Pig and Bart is sitting on the tree and Flanders makes him some hot cocoa and this hot cocoa lived rent-free in my mind and still does <laughs> forever. Because- my dad yeah. would then make hot chocolate and be like, do you want a Flanders hot chocolate? <laughs> oh my God. Because then he would like, he would, I think he would put the marshmallow, but he wouldn't like put the flame on it, but everything else he did. Oh my uh, God. Na- Naomi, what did you think of it?
1: I want the, I, exactly. This cocoa has lived rent free in my mind for truly, what is it? 10 plus years. Like I I love this visual, The little the little vacuuming he does on his <laughs> kids to like get the crumbs up, you know, like, it's such a sweet and cozy moment and like i I don't know too much about like what you like you guys describe as flanderization i mean i know that like basically they sort of reduce him to like not what the character used to be but i think that this is a great example of like flanders actually being a very um inviting character and not just being like an annoying presence in the show and i think that it's again it's like really good storytelling and i actually I love the Marge storyline a lot, but I also really love the BART storyline a lot. Like if I'm ranking them, I think the Marge storyline's my favorite followed by BART. And then I guess Lisa, Lisa doesn't actually really have that much of a storyline. She doesn't have a ton of agency. So it's like Homer is the next best storyline, but it still has like, it's, it's, that one's a real miss in a lot of places, but I really love these, the BART storyline a lot in this movie. It's so cute.
2: Well, and to that point, like I would actually argue, apart from the like paraplegrena or whatever, uh, this is actually a movie where he's fairly not flanderized to some extent. Like, he's actually just being a nice guy and, like, a good Mm, neighbor mm -hmm. and, like, being kind to a kid next door. Where like, when we say he's flanderized, it's normally, like, he's just constantly talking about religion and doing the, like, diddly-doodly stuff all the time. Whereas here, like, he actually does have way more of a character going on and that hot cocoa looked amazing. I loved Bart, like, sneaking it over and going, like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bart bird's reaction is like all of us
2: yeah exactly
1: yeah. um yeah that's a, it's such a funny line reading um from nancy cartwright of like
2: oh my god like <laughs> she just breaks out i said yeah. afterward i was like do we need should we get a little blowtorch like <laughs> do we need that for our marshmallows? <laughs> yeah uh naomi when we
0: when the three of us hang out you got to make some hot cocoa uh, why
2: do i have to make it
0: <laughs> because you're the one who probably oh no Lindsay also has camping experience i think but not like, really not much camping at, okay.
1: experience i was a girl scout when i was 10 felipe oh that's, that's, that's not, not the same. It. you know how
0: to make those like little you know the perfect temperature of marshmallow to flame ratio that means you have a lot of s'more experience probably as a girl Scout. okay
1: that's true i would say camping <laughs> no s'mores yes
0: <laughs> yeah um but they yeah so then flanders invites Bart to go fishing and he's like he, we see the flashback of Homer taking Bart fishing throwing the the fly killer into the water and all the fish is coming up um, that's
1: another visceral scene Felipe do you remember that scene like that scene do, yeah. st- stuck in my head a lot I remember too.
0: especially when he bites the fish and then he's like, like <laughs> the, the visual um, uh, the the one that is coming up is the four Springfield's, and then the jabby 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 that's the one that I remember more than oh um, yeah uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, so Flanders takes Bart fishing, and he's like, "Oh, you got a nibble, you got a bite," and they get the fish. And then Flanders shows them the four states that border Springfield: Ohio, Nevada, Maine, and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did you, so? You didn't know that part, Lindsay?
2: No, I never heard that before. <laughs> okay,
0: that's. Uh, I, I know they had like a contest, I think, for like which Springfield was going to get the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and
1: Springfield, Vermont, won. Right. I saw this okay. in the IMDb last night.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, springfield vermont one and that's probably the one near Maine. but there's also springfield mass springfield illinois so there's so many springfields do we know canonically which one it's like the most like when which one they would use the most like with all the like travel specific episodes or no
2: yeah and all of them they usually say things like like the closest they ever came they did this episode that was supposed to spoof behind the music and it's called behind the laughter and they were like this place from north kentucky or whatever <laughs> so okay. they often will just like add in like made-up states um yeah. or they'll say like whatever state springfield is in or whatever so for the like, never and, go.
0: for the Phineas and fur podcast we kind of just establish it's like wherever they need it to be like one episode they go to the mount rushmore exhibit but then in another episode they're like in new york so it's just wherever they need it to be for the yeah lot.
1: exactly That's which not. I like I mean there's no reason to get there is no good reason to establish like an actual location for a cartoon it doesn't matter yeah my mother.
0: yeah but then we see the squirrel and Bart's like jabby jabby and Flanders is like God intended all creatures to be beautiful or whatever he says something like preachy and then as Bart's jabbing like one of the one of the um, government agents is like one more jab and you're gonna be in a, a federal prison or whatever. Um, <laughs> so they take the squirrel to uh president schwarzenegger um and uh marlin I, I what's his name again russ carlisle russ cargill russ, Car- russ cargill <laughs> russ cargill um he comes in and he's like yeah pick a pick a folder we have like five different actions like all state-of-the-art ideas run by the government and he's like three He's like, don't you want to read them first? And he's like, no, I was born to lead, not to read.
1: <laughs> I and was elected line... to lead, not to oh my god, Felipe. Come on, man. <laughs> I wrote this down. It's very good. It's, it's a great man.
0: line. I that line lived rent free in my head for many years as well. Naomi talked to me about this line.
1: Um, So I wrote down exactly three notes watching this movie. I wrote, (laughs) I was elected to lead, not to read. Spider Pig is iconic. And then what I forgot to mention earlier is when Homer's in church and says, praise Jeebus, that's another one. And that's it. That's all I wrote about this movie because I honestly was just having a good time. Um, And like this Arnold Schwarzenegger as a president joke is so funny. The whole idea that like, like EPA is like the least powerful government agency and like Russ Cargill's on a power trip, like there's so much sort of goofy stuff in this movie. And then I think uh, to top it all off, the funniest possible thing is that like the dome, like Stephen King, like kind of accidentally made this idea up at the same time. And like, it was this weird thing where it wasn't actually really a parody. If I'm, if I remember correctly, but then it like unintentionally kind of became a parody of Stephen King. I like, I love that about this movie that like, they weren't really trying for that, but then it kind of exists, you know, like, that sort of weird parallel thinking I love that about this stupid dome idea
0: <laughs> yeah um honestly like this movie like hit differently with this viewing because of the pandemic and everything like them being trapped in the dome and like the 90s like it's obviously a different scenario but it definitely like was weird watching it with all that context now of like what we've lived through and uh but I still love the movie like whole, whole- wholeheartedly, as Derek F would say um <laughs> uh so we we get the dome they put it over and then everyone's like upset they try to break it um and we find out that maggie the sinkhole on the sandbots can like she can get out of the dome but everyone else is stuck in there uh and they go there's no botox there's no uh, they're running out of electricity um all this running out of gas and then they end up going uh, finding the pig silo in the lake, and it's Homer's like, ha! They'll never, they'll never know what's us. And then they turn around. and says, "Return to Homer Simpson," and the mob comes in.
2: Yeah, I, the moment with Kent Brockman when he's saying like, "Oh, there's no Botox," and then his face just like completely melts. That's one of the things that they just do all the time in these modern ones, where there's yeah. like, there's an entire episode where Sideshow Bob like, like transplants his face with someone else's, and then oh like God, a that transplanted... one, I've seen that one. That <laughs> nightmare fuel. Yes, and then that. the transplanted face just like keeps coming off, like it's uh, it's very weird. Sacha so, like, Bob wasn't in this, was he? No, yeah, no appearance from a Bob that I can yeah. recall. Yeah, so, but yeah, so I I don't love that stuff, but like. I did enjoy that they're like, okay, like nobody watches this channel. Don't worry, like no one's gonna know to come after me. <laughs>
0: and then Lisa comes in and she's like, I hate you. And like, I think them escaping from the dome is one of the more memorable scenes, like of the whole movie for me. Like, because like then Homer goes to the window. And he's like, they don't even know where we live. And they all turn around. And then he's like, Where's it? like get the family? Where's Grandpa? And Grandpa's like, I'm part of a mob.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the, cha- the first of all, the chainsaw bit—that's iconic. <laughs> the like you know, making the chainsaw noises, but also I have to say, a weird turn of events where, like, they keep, you know, Homer keeps saying things like, they're gonna take you guys they're like, no, we just want Homer, but then there are, like, five nooses, and it's like, wait a no. minute, hang on, I don't know what's going on anymore, like, but it's a very weirdly violent sort of set piece, but I do think it's funny, like, again, it just shows to show, like, how kind of dumb, like, the citizens of Springfield are um, in, in the context of this movie, and then, like, homer absolutely iconic Is homer trying to get through the um the sinkhole and flipping them off and then getting stuck that's another iconic part of this movie yeah
0: i also like that's the scene where you see like the most amount of cameos and i remember they like put like 320 cameos when i was reading on it like of different characters from springfield like that's something that they really focused on with that scene to get as many characters as they could i Um, know that that's cool i think my favorite moment from the mob was like when um Colin has flowers and Lisa's like, oh. And then Carl turns to him and he's like, let me get that for you. <laughs> like <laughs> lights the, the flowers on fire. Um, and uh, I think Nelson's also the one who has the red arrow because he wants to see which one he kills.
2: Um, yeah, that was one of the notes I had of like, these are the, <laughs> the things I don't like about new Nelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah. Ugh. It's like, oh God, I promise I'll stop. I said I would stop. No, but I won't. go ahead, go uh, <laughs> ahead. <laughs> um, so like in the early episodes, there are a lot of moments of Nelson where he's like, like he has a horrible home life and like things are actually very hard and he has these moments of vulnerability and it's kind of the same thing with Bart where like the best episode or one of the best episodes for Bart and the most relatable he like fails a test and is just like sobbing and being like I tried so hard yes I love that episode so much and like I just love when they're more relatable and like these moments of like I'm using a red arrow so I can see who I killed I'm like what happened to you man like you used to be so nice you've changed (laughs) you've changed yeah exactly Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah but flanders helps them out he 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 is like oh your dad would do and Bert is like no nah. no he wouldn't <laughs> uh so yeah they they race across um and uh, spider pig betrays homer in this moment like he knocks the little thing off but um, oh yeah i don't think we see spider pig for the rest of the movie after that right i don't think so yeah just to circle back one of the, I did like the dome like line when like the dome falls over and he's like don't and but it's like a dome like as the as the parody but uh, they end up getting to the treehouse Maggie's like let's go to the sandbox and Marge is like no we'll play later and they all just Maggie shows them what's up and they all jump in and then Homer goes in slowly he's flipping everyone off and they're like let's claw at his head and that I remembered that part um, and then the simple- I don't think- Oh, I think
1: what something that we need to bounce back on very quickly is the Spider Pig song because uh, we <laughs> I don't think we actually talked about the like the song song. Yes, do you want to sing um, it first, Naomi? L- no, literally <laughs> written by Hans Zimmer. Like that song <laughs> haunts my nightmares because that is a very spooky sounding song. I have mm-hmm. to say. Wait,
0: but we're talking we're talking about the one like when he's in the like when he's tripping, right?
1: Does he have it when he's tripping, or does he? No, is he, earlier, does, the, he does the
0: regular one when he's on the wall like spider pig spider pig. but then there's like the spooky version which is like when he's tripping and he's like when the trees are slapping him
1: oh does it really mm-hmm. occur that late in the movie never okay i just wanted to make yeah. sure that we didn't i was like bro, you're not talking gonna,
0: about the original one where he's just like holding the pig and he's like oh, no just like, i was like bro people are gonna what? rip
1: us to shreds if we don't talk about this <laughs> hot song but i'm okay i'm a little too early hang on we'll get to it later never yeah. mind
0: um, moving on yeah, no, uh, Marge also grabs the wedding video and cleans a plate. Um before I hate leaves. that she
2: cleans a plate. Oh my god. I hate that joke. I hate, <laughs> I hate yeah. that so much. Yeah. Ugh.
0: But yeah. she grabs the wedding video. They they end up they're on the run. Um Colin says goodbye, writes a little song for Lisa, um which was not that special Lisa. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> have have better taste. <laughs> but so
2: basic. <laughs> yeah,
0: so they end up they end up uh going they need to get a car, so they uh go. Oh, wait, no, they go to the hotel first, and that's when Bart's drinking, right?
2: Yes. Because yeah, the, there's the, the they have the yeah, moment here the hotel, where yeah. They, yeah. they need to escape and Rest Cargo stops him, and they're like, that's the moment where they get the thing where it's like, you're going mad without mad with power, and he's like, Of course I am. You ever try going mad without power? It's boring. No one listens Yeah, to that, that's what I was thinking about. It.
1: Yeah.
2: Great <laughs> line. He's so good. I love him so much.
0: Yeah. Um so they go, they go, and they end up in a hotel room. Bart's troubled, and they all like lambast Homer. And he's like, "Marge, I need to tell you. Like, wh- you only get to say this once in a marriage that I need you." And you know what they say when someone says that? And she's like, "I'm in, okay." And they decided to go get a car from this. Uh, that like he's like America. It's this great place where all the you can get money in different ways. And they go to this carnival uh, where. They do the motorcycle thing, $10. They only have $10 and Homer succeeds because Lisa coaches him and the guy gives him an extra chance. So uh, Naomi, what did you think of this all?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's like a weird thing where I remember it being way more powerful when I watched it as a kid. And then it was just like speed up. and I was like, Oh, well that, (laughs) yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Like Lindsay, I'm curious what you thought of this scene. First of all, weird stereotypes in this fucking like, Mm -hmm. brutal stereotypes in this weird carny scene but then also like the whole like triumphant moment is like obviously it's set up for later but it's like not even that good
2: yeah one of the things that actually reminded me of so there's an episode where homer goes to clown college and one of the things he has to do is like ride a tiny little bicycle through a hoop and he really struggles with it it's like the thing he can't do in clown college and like the pinnacle of that episode is he successfully makes it through the little loop-de-loop so i thought there was a lot of uh, a lot of similarities here maybe his skills didn't transfer i guess
0: yeah it was um that scene stood out to me like this the sequence of scenes that come up like i remembered them all individually but i didn't remember what happened what because i, I remembered the scene where they're in the in the 7-eleven basically when oh yeah Bart imposters them like i jerky remember that much more...
1: beef jerky.
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that your marge naomi not really
0: <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so they get the, they get the truck and Homer's like let's go to alaska so they they end up stopping there and marge gets anxious because the cop car pulls in and it's just uh two two uh gay cops and they go make out near the motel um and that was like kind of a diversion of the expectations gay rights. yes um yeah so <laughs> bart and marge are in the hotel and she's like bart you're 24 hours sober and he's like yeah. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, watch me. And he slingshots Homer's hot dog. Um, and then Homer <laughs> had another hot dog in his pocket, but they, they Marge sees their wanted poster on the wall. Cause they are fugitives. Um, and Bart, as she asked for lots of beef and we do want to do it again.
1: No, uh, <laughs> but what I have to say is that like, I, I, there is this weird part of the story where it's basically like Russ Cargill's trying to hide what they're going to do to Springfield but then it feels like if there was a giant dome place over a city, like surely somebody would notice like it is this weird story element of just like they're trying to hide that Springfield is going to be like, kind of like polluted and, and cut off from society. Um, and then the government's doing it, I guess, but like, it's not fully feasible in any way, but I do like Russ Cargill as a villain as a whole, cause he does feel very, um, like, like later when we see like the government found someone, like there yeah. are a lot of great sort of like the government sucks jokes in this movie, which I was surprised in retrospect. So um, you're
0: saying that the government thinks they can get away with things that they actually can't? Sure. Yes. We'll
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to know what, like, Lindsay, I want to know, Lindsay, what your feeling is on like all of these sort of set pieces, like the, there's a lot of, I feel like emotional beats, as well as comedic beats. like, Bart telling Homer that he wished Flanders was his dad and then like getting choked out while going like diddly diddly like I feel like <laughs> there's a lot going on in this scene
2: yeah definitely a lot going on I think the Homer and his kids dynamics are some of my favorites like especially Homer and Lisa I find really compelling in a lot of episodes this one uh, I think it's interesting how he's like oh I wish Flanders was my dad and I think the payoff at the end of the episode is going to be pretty good but I do think it come; it's a bit weird how they frame it of like Bart is 10 super wasted because he misses Ned like it's a little <laughs> weird <laughs> but yeah. yeah I do like the the payoff in the end like even if this part's like a little bizarre how they execute it I think the payoff is good
0: yeah I I agree with that like there's like some weird comedic moments that still make me laugh like when Bart's shoving the photo of Flanders in his face like howdy doodly howdy doodly yeah (laughs) um do, do does Bart get choked out a lot in the show itself or is that just like mostly in the like I don't remember like that happening a lot in the episodes but I do remember like Homer being kind of an asshole
2: Oh yeah, Bart gets, he gets strangled just constantly, especially in the very, very early episodes. That was like a whole thing of him strangling him. I feel like it actually doesn't happen as often now, but there's like a tree of horror episode where Homer strangles him and his neck just like gets longer and longer and longer and turns into like (laughs) a coil almost. (laughs) It's very bizarre. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some of my Simpsons memories are like real clear and then some of them are like super fuzzy. So Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate having uh, an expert here. No. Oh, I feel
2: like your fans are gonna be like, "This is insufferable." Make her stop. No,
0: no. <laughs> Listen, we don't we don't come to the nail movies to like celebrate every single plot detail. We come here to like critique. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I, I come here tell to sit on movies and eat popcorn, and I'm all out of popcorn. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: If you thought this was like we were like. Lambasting this movie a lot. You should have listened to the Pink Panther, where we were like, "This
2: movie sucks." Oh, listen!
1: Listen <laughs> to me call a bunch of tween girls the c-word in our "Stuck in the Suburbs" <laughs> episode.
2: Iconic! Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did bleep it out for for the, the, the genius, Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: to
0: for the tweens. themselves. Um, yes. Yeah, so we can like fast forward. I did love when Bart drew the the people, and it's like they're right there, and mm-hmm. it was the other family um so yeah they they end up I, this really has always bothered me how do they drive to alaska did they go through canada like do they get on a boat like i, don't, I, I that's always confused me except if, unless springfield is in alaska what's going
2: yeah. <laughs> to yeah i think they must go through canada right yeah okay
0: i have to that's always what i assume but yeah they get there uh they they are given a hundred thousand no a thousand dollars for arriving um and there was like because then uh you allow us to drill oil because um,
1: fracking fracking yes because RuPaul's
0: here (laughs) yeah
1: RuPaul everybody
0: (laughs) but uh yeah so they go and this is one of my favorite scenes is like when Bart's like angry and petty clapping to try to cause an avalanche and Homer's like Lisa why are you not clapping for Alaska clap for Alaska and she's like okay (laughs) and like the snow falls but there's also the the weird disney sequence um i'm sure you both had thoughts on this Would the (laughs) animals come and help them um
2: yeah get
1: ready for sex get ready for sex (laughs) Lindsay. i'm dying to know what you think of this moment
2: yeah so uh yeah so i think it's like super bizarre and like the whole premise of it is pretty weird but like this is one of the things where like the conversations with Rob have made me appreciate like the animators love doing this kind of shit but they're like oh my god it's so different and fun so like I I do think it was well done and it felt super Disney like I mean now that Disney owns them it's like particularly (laughs) notable it's a good send up I think
0: yeah no so I definitely remember so this was the first thing I ever watched when Disney Plus launched um, this movie and I remembered it then and I remembered it now but the line where Mickey's like I'm the mascot of an evil capitalist corporation. <laughs> like, yeah, Bart. Yeah. Bart
1: pretends to be Mickey Mouse. Yes,
0: and I just thought it. it was so ironic that they actually own the Simpsons now. It's, like, so <laughs> funny that. Um, but yeah, so the it the scene was like very, very interesting. like even the animation style, I feel like they like Disneyfied it slightly with uh, mm-hmm. like, the like animals and even making them a little more. Um, right, yeah.
1: but but I also think at the end of the day, like you do need like the the what's her name Uh, like Marge and, and Homer need to have like this loving relationship and I know that I've seen a couple of the episodes where like their their love for each other is very established and it's like part of what the core of this movie is is that like Marge is making a very heartbreaking decision and like with that you have to establish like how much they both love each other and how much he drives her crazy and i think this is a good scene for sort of setting that up um and showing that like march does care about him very deeply um i do think the joke like the joke like just lasts long enough i feel like if it was like 10 more seconds i'd be like this is too much and i want to close my eyes and run away that's Um, a good like
0: those animals yeah
1: yeah yes Um, (laughs) cute animals though good drawings
0: yeah so lindsay like I have to imagine there's like so many episodes where Marge is like on the brink of leaving Homer, right? Like that happens all the time. Right? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So this um,
0: is a new so it's, ground, but
2: yeah, no, there are definitely episodes where it's like comes extremely close or like that she actually does leave or she like kicks him out of the house. And there's always this like very emotional reconciliation at the end. I think there's like a new episode that I haven't actually seen, but I think there's like a modern episode where they actually briefly do get divorced or separated oh, or something. Wow um and then they get back together there's an episode where homer divorces marge so that they can get remarried properly like it's all it's it's definitely a thing that happens there's the one time. he goes to hell right after like being like kind of other oh, there's also that one yeah where he yeah. it's a tree is one where he goes to hell and uh the devil is like i own your soul and it's like no no he wrote marge a card that says she owns his soul
0: <laughs> yeah okay that's the one i'm thinking of yeah yeah,
2: but because this, this uh also notably one. one of the things that we've pointed out a lot is that uh very positive on the show. Marge initiates sex a lot. Very sex positive Marge. We've discovered <laughs> a lot of episodes featuring that. Yeah. We love that. Love to see it.
0: <laughs> she knows what she wants. She does. She gets yeah. it. Um, but then they end up uh, seeing the ad with Tom Hanks being like, this is going to be the new Gorge. Um, and Marge is like, that's going to be Springfield. We have to go back to save it. And then she's like, Homer, there comes a time in every marriage. And Homer's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard like who made this up and then marge is like goodbye and like they all like kick him out of the house he's like okay i'm gonna go play grand theft walrus for a bit and then uh y'all you all settle down he goes then he comes back and they're all gone and he sees that marge taped over the wedding video and she's like to prove to myself that this is final i'm gonna tape over the wedding video so did you see this coming Lindsay?
2: Not at all. And I think it was a little bit out of nowhere. Like there have definitely been times where Marge is like, oh, don't make me choose between like, there have been a couple of things. One episode where she was like, don't make me choose between my man and my God. When Homer says he's not going to go to church anymore. There's like times where she's like very committed to the town and she was like don't make me pick the town over you kind of thing like that um so I didn't see this coming it felt quite sudden to me of like and I'm even taping over the wedding video I was like Jesus marriage!" like this escalated fast yeah Naomi yeah
1: uh well I think that that's also like um what the, this like sort of Homer storyline of like him just being so selfish and, and destructive it is a good like we so often see like characters being destructive without any consequence or being sort of like um like you know i think about like the always sunny in philadelphia guys where like you can see them sort of, like or like even seinfeld to an extent where they sort of destroy the lives of the people around them and i think that's like what inherently is part of just like comedy where it goes on for a long time is that there's no sort of retribution like there would be in just a drama and so i think this is like a great plot point of like Homer is sort of like facing what he's done and, and you can see that Marge Marge cares about a lot of people she has a lot of love for people and so she has this intense guilt about how she's fucking over her whole town and and how it is Homer's fault and then I think in a way it's it's like her fault because she's not, she's not being uh, she's not keeping him more under her wing and I like that uh, the kids and and Marge are all kind of independently like we don't want to hang out with you you suck and you are destroying our town and all our friends are going to die. And that's where the Colin storyline, I do think comes in really well. Is that like Lisa's like, I'm not going to let that motherfucker die. Cause my dad put a pile of pig shit in a lake. Like I'm going back. And It is a really fun storyline. I feel like in that regard, but then there's like, we're about to get into the shit with like uh, the, the sort of indigenous woman and like the throat singing where it's just like, it's played for such laughs in a way that's just like, oh god damn it. Like yeah. this this ages so poorly and is so not funny in like it, watching it back. It's like kind of painful to watch.
0: This is definitely yeah. the part to steal from Grayson Hudson's podcast that does not hold up the mm-hmm. like at all. Like the worst part of the movie for me was like this stuff. And um yeah, I think this was also Tress McNeil uh who voiced uh the indigenous woman. So yeah. uh so we get there, um, yeah, Homer is like by himself and he's like walking and he f- passes out and the indigenous woman saves him from being eaten by a polar bear and then the polar bear kicks this random creature like I it did not like that.
1: Okay, that was funny though. That was funny. Then when they kicked the fox, that was hilarious. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I
0: felt so bad. Um, like the, the credit sequence lied to Lisa because that fox was definitely endangered.
2: Um <laughs> I just want to like I know you you touched on the Tom Hanks ad. I just want to make sure we acknowledge that that was a really good moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Tussle my hair, Mr. Hanks. Like, sure, kid. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Carry Tom on. Hanks is oh, yeah. really fun. Like with the people that they got for
0: this movie like to they had a lot of like voiceover people or uh voice cameos that they wanted to use but like a lot of them were cut like um Isla Fisher and uh like Kelsey i think Graham it said, like or-
1: kevin bacon yeah got cut like a lot of people got cut yeah. from the movie which is a shame yeah. but like i it, think it, it almost- the story better it, yeah like i feel like it, it could almost become too sort of stupid if it if there were like you know 10 different voice actors contributing yeah. and taking away from it yeah
0: especially if they're all gonna play themselves like it works for like albert brooks because he was playing a different character but mm-hmm. um we also skipped over the, the scene where uh chief wiggum apu and uh the dr hibbard they all go to mr burns place and mr burns like ah yes it finally pays off to be a rich white man yeah like,
2: mr burns yeah, things like things it, are really deteriorating in springfield i guess like that's kind of the the big takeaway and that's why marge feels so committed to going back it's yeah. actually something like i mentioned earlier the 500th episode was like kind of similar and it, it also ends with marge being like i simply must go back to springfield and see it again yeah. because i love this town so very much so yeah yeah, loss was
0: heavy in the air at this time. They had to go back. Yes. Um, um, so they, yeah, so Homer has this like spiritual journey with the indigenous woman where she like gives him some some drink and then he like has this vision and this epiphany where the trees slap him. And Naomi, do you want to talk about the Spider-Pig song? Uh,
1: cool, cool visuals, right? The sort of MC Escher-esque staircases. Uh, I, I feel like, the song kind of is really spooky in a lot of ways. Like it, it is kind of creepy sounding. And I feel like this is another, like, bro, people went nuts for this fucking song somehow. Like, it's really <laughs> weird how much people liked this song after this yeah. movie.
0: And there were some stuff that like Americans will never understand football. That's not the epiphany. Um, there was another one that was like two shakes and it's pleasuring yourself or something. Like, <laughs> and I was like, and there was one more. Um, I didn't write that one down, but I, I definitely was like, and then he finally gets and he's like, I can't be selfish. Oh, bananas are a good source of
1: potassium. Yes, (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, but the cheese are not having it until he like starts thinking deeply, Um, and so he he they rebuild his body, and then the indigenous woman sends him off, and he he rides the huskies, and then they like betray him later because he was like awful to them. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he's
1: mushing them too hard. He's like,
0: why does everything I whip turn against me? (laughs) Like. (laughs) Um, and then the indigenous woman he sees a vision of her and she with her breasts he calls her the boob lady at one boob point Boob lady yeah. yeah she like
1: and they don't even name the character i feel like that's the egregious part right like if it's a if it's a joke about her boobs okay fine but they never actually give her a name and i feel mm-hmm. like that's almost more this is just like so insulting on top of everything she's else called a medicine woman apparently right like just yeah. give her a fucking name
2: Yeah, and just like, I mean, the throat singing is clearly played for laughs. It's like, oh my God, look at how ridiculous this is. And like, she's a boob lady. She's got big boobs and she's going to point the way. And it's just like, all right, come on. Like, how much do we have to do that is offensive here? And then
0: she like blows into his mouth and he becomes a balloon. And Yeah, yeah, it was like, that's probably my least favorite part of the movie. But uh, Mm -hmm. he uh, he ends up immediately getting to Springfield, which again, Springfield can be wherever (laughs) it needs to be. Like he walks like two steps and he's there. Um and then uh they he well previously Marge and the kids got caught in Seattle because the government and Naomi you mentioned this earlier if you want to talk about this, but this is also the scene where Bart says that Mickey Mouse is a capitalist corporation. Um I mean
1: just mood. I couldn't agree with you are <laughs> Bart. Yeah.
0: But this is where the government has an eavesdropper and they're like talking about the phone, they like track the phone calls and the guy's like, the government actually found something out for once. <laughs> um so uh they get caught and they're in the back of the van they get uh knocked out uh and then they hit homer with the sop sign um yeah. and there was something also-
2: strange about that sop sign yeah there was another <laughs> one that
0: was like one vey and there was one more the the yell. Yeah. yeah um and homer tries to hit it with the uh, with the
2: what's that thing called
0: the, yeah the like wrecking a ball.
2: wrecking ball yeah good uh, ball.
0: and then he gets caught um between a rock and a restaurant called the hard place which john john tweeted us out about um so uh yeah was that was that also a heidi quote in amazon yeah rock and a hard stone the- and Yes, yeah. um, but he ends up being like okay he's gonna how did did they I, logistically
2: i want to know how they got marge and the kids back in the dome Great question. (laughs) Does it have a door? (laughs) They just like put them down and through the hatch on the top. That's a great call. That
0: that is something that has always bothered me. But uh they're they're back in there and then they decide to throw the bomb because that's uh I did like the line where he's like, not three, no uh less, and then he's like one, no, uh higher, five. Uh and then he just jumps around. He says six too high uh six no three you already said three two double that four um, yeah. <laughs> yes that one And that's he's going to demolish springfield um and he throws the bomb in there and homer's like okay let me go and then they the, meanwhile the citizens of springfield decide to uh, distract with cletus he's going to talk about the rat and then they're going to climb up and get rid of the uh, and are they going to get rid of the bomb or are they going to escape that was not clear to me but homer
2: yeah, there's like a the bomb is hanging down out of this hole in the top of the dome, and they're like, "Oh, if we like climb up the rope, we can escape out of this dome." But then yeah. Homer slides down it and knocks all of them out. So. He skips
0: the jetpack to get the super glue, and then he's yes. like, climbing, "Ow, ow!" Um, and he slides, and they hate him. Which, and then he kicks it, and it halves the time as well. It goes down to four minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to Bart, uh, Millhouse, Milhouse. Milhouse tries to hit on lisa again but she like is like call him call in um and then oh, bart- I, love, I
1: love the the, the line that march gives it's like the end of the world is family time yeah
2: doomsday <laughs> yeah, is family time. time
0: yeah i did love that too yeah um but uh yeah bart goes to see flanders at the church and then the kids are like no you don't want to be here you don't want to be uh, with <laughs> flanders's kid and the, homer goes uh he's like he gets the motorcycle he has another epiphany because the wind is blowing Uh, which that must suck to be in the dome with like no air like Mm -hmm. they mentioned that a few times like fresh air you can hear the birds singing like that truly truly awful but um there's a really
2: brutal moment that i want to flag because like i feel like i've been too kind for the last minute and a half (laughs) um (laughs) there's there's a moment that they have where there's like a a bomb disarming robot thing that's like working on the bomb and the bomb like or the robot starts panicking and he's like oh too much pressure and then he shoots himself and they're like he'd been talking about it but i didn't take him seriously and i just wrote yeah wow
0: yeah tough look
1: that yeah that joke is like very dark and it, it comes at such a weird point in the mm-hmm. movie too yeah, yeah that
0: could have been cut yeah. uh, but again like anytime chief Wiggum's around the gun is gonna go off somehow so.
1: yeah true yeah but on the on the reverse i love the um I love the, uh, we need someone stupid to distract him. And then Cletus just goes, my time to shine. Like, that's a great joke.
0: This is going to sound awful. But every time I saw Cletus, I'm like, Frenchie, what are you doing in here?
1: Oh, my God. That's
0: it's funny. a big brother reference. Yes. Good, um, good. good.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. a word I've heard in the last few weeks.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, and I like how uh, Marlon, uh, what's the name again, Russ? Russ Cargill cargill oh my god i'm gonna get flamed more than Lindsay is but the, the- <laughs> i'm <laughs> hoping
2: i'll take all the all the shots for you
0: um but uh yeah he he's like oh my god i got outsmarted by an idiot <laughs> like <laughs> and he's like it happens to the best of us like i, I once lost tic-tac-toe to, to a chicken um
1: <laughs> great line great line
0: uh but yeah so homer ends up speeding through and bart's like you can hold the bomb he he offers bomb bart to hold the bomb and then bart's like okay He's like, I wish Homer was my dad. Those are uh, Flanders' kids, and he speeds off. And we come back to that scene at the carnival. No, you're is- missing.
1: The, you're missing the best line, Felipe. Oh my <laughs> god! because I wish, I wish Homer was my dad. He goes, and I wish he didn't have the devil's curly hair. And like, it just like it is such a stupid. Like that's such a great sort of Flanders joke where you're like, oh yeah, right. Flanders is a little bit of a lunatic too. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect.
0: Yeah. And this is like after his wife passed away, right? That was like really early yeah, on, right? Yeah. yeah I okay. think that was season eleven, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so Homer speeds through and then the Bart's falling and like pulls his hair and his like clothes and his like beard off, and then but then Bart tosses the bomb and then it like does that teeter totter like at the top, and then it falls and it explodes and the glass cracks. Um and I was surprised no one got injured and the glass like just like <laughs> yeah. broke peacefully like that that would have killed people besides that one guy mm-hmm. it was supposed to be voiced by edward norton um, oh. and then they, they didn't like how it sounded so then uh dan casta Castanea, is that how you say his name castellanetta castellanetta uh did the voice for that
2: nice um i don't know if either of you caught the the reference here when they're going across springfield gorge was that something i yes. think you're uh, familiar with the, part, yeah. the da-
0: daredevil episode or one of the yeah yeah crashes yeah. in and then the ambulance was there
2: yeah exactly so like that was a is that, that must be season one i guess or season one or two two, yeah yeah whereas Bart's like trying to skateboard across Springfield Gorge and Homer's like the only way I can show you how hard it is to watch a loved one risk their lives is for me to do it yeah and he tries and like it's this iconic scene where he just like falls into the gorge gets brought up in an ambulance and then falls back into the gorge and so they finally made it across Springfield Gorge and I have written here wow what a throwback so that's great I love that
0: were there any other references that you saw throughout the movie like that you were like oh my
2: god Yeah, I guess, like, I think I've, yeah, I've mentioned a couple that, like, whether they were intentional or not, like the clown college thing with the the little loop-de-loop, I think that was a good one. Um, yeah, nothing beyond that one. This one was the best one in my- And it was, like,
0: it felt deliberate. Very Very deliberate, and it felt very, like, that,
2: that to me was very satisfying. It was, like, whoa, you're gonna have a movie, and you're gonna, like, finally get them across the gorge together. That's great. So, I like that.
0: Yeah, but then, uh, russ he shows up he's gonna shoot them and he says uh and especially then maggie throws a rock on him he he is knocked out and then we get the the romantic homer picks up marge and they speed off and i guess that's the end no there's a there's a final scene where bart and homer are on the roof and uh yeah they there's more dares happening and it's uh more shenanigans there and then the credits roll and then did did either of you watch the credit sting at the end
2: uh the one in the theater yeah where they're like i like
1: the tom hanks one that's just like leave me
2: alone yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you ever see me in real life leave me alone (laughs) yeah um yeah but the one where
0: they're also like there and bart's like uh and he's like i want to leave i need to go to the bathroom and homer's like no we need to watch and see all the all the names of the people who worked here um and then lisa's like i just want to make sure none of the animals were harmed in the making of this (laughs) production Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and that's the Simpsons movie so do we have any like thoughts about the movie as a well? whole? I know I did a lot of talking about the plot but any like things that I jumped over that like you want to
2: hit on Naomi you want to go first um
1: well I'm so curious Lindsay about your thoughts because I think overall like when I watch this movie back the stuff that doesn't hold up I think we all know is pretty clear mm-hmm. but overall I I think a lot of what we were trying to do with the old movies, uh, not to name drop my own sort of podcast section name, but uh, <laughs> is that we we were really trying to look at like movies that we remembered from when we were kids and just like look at either how kind of bad they were or, you know, maybe if, if they do hold up, where do they hold up? And this is actually, I would say a movie that holds up pretty well. Um, it is PG-13 and like is not technically for kids, but like, as a middle schooler this movie stuck with me very deeply and like it is it did actually make me want to go back and watch really early simpsons because like i do love a good you know like this like funk dancing for self-defense jokes and things like that like those those jokes always make me laugh when i see them on my timeline and i'm like hmm maybe i should go back and watch all of these all of the simpsons now
2: so if you oh, the good stuff If you like Futurama, I think you all really, really, really like early Simpsons. Uh, Like, I feel like the best way to explain this is like they're our whole stretches in early seasons where I will end every episode with tears in my eyes because I'm just like (laughs) oh my god like this is so heartfelt and beautiful and like there are legitimately moments of just like true joy and family bonding and it's incredible so like this didn't have that for me which is like a bit of a bummer but this is far far from the worst that The Simpsons can produce. (laughs) I I thought the storyline to this was like actually pretty cohesive and like they did a good job of actually using like Lisa to a lesser extent um, but I think they do a good job of like using all the characters and like as as i said before like it's clearly an event this doesn't just feel like a long simpsons episode it's like this is bigger than itself i think they did a good job of that and i think russ cargill is a treasure <laughs> yeah or albert yes. brooks please <laughs> exactly yeah i think that's
1: actually a great way of phrasing it is like it doesn't so many like tv movies or like movies based on tv shows feel like they are just a bloated and actually Felipe, i think we gotta add the spongebob movie to the list because yes we do I think the, the spongebob movie I, I would be curious to look back and see if it falls under this category or if it actually fails to be like a for a bigger extension of what it's what the show is um but i it's couldn't agree with you more Lindsay. like up, with, i'm gonna cry though yeah like that this is this this is a very successful version of um the show
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah we could do like all the nicktoon movies like I have so many thoughts, but that's for another date and time. Um, but yeah, Lindsay, did you have any like all encompassing thoughts besides what you just said? I'd like to follow up with Naomi's or...
2: Yeah, no, nothing more than that, really. Like, I was pretty excited that I now have filled this gap in my knowledge. Like, it was obviously a pretty sizable one to be like, I have a podcast about The Simpsons and I've never seen The Simpsons movie.
0: Well, are you two aware that there's, like, (laughs) talks and they're, like, working on a sequel at this point in time?
2: Oh, God. Oh, no. I don't know that
0: I would watch.
1: I would not be watching that.
0: Will I watch it? Probably. (laughs) Will it it be as good as this one?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, yeah i don't know that you you could not pay me to watch another simpsons sequel right now like i'm i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm fully beaten by yeah.
2: i very yes. much want you to watch the early episodes though and i would love for you to report back and tell me what you think <laughs> yeah. Naomi, i think
0: i watch bart bart the genius that's like my all-time favorite one uh and uh obviously bart gets enough. Lindsay mm-hmm. plugged that so one earlier good. actually Lindsay, before we get into like our regular like things that we have mm-hmm. uh are there like Three, four, five episodes that you're like, Naomi, you need to watch these ones specifically, or any listeners out there.
2: Oh my God, Felipe, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so I have a, a full on ranking of the episodes that we have covered just on the podcast. But so my top five episodes at the moment number one, A Streetcar Named Marge. It's when Marge is in a musical version of A Streetcar Named Desire. It has everything. It's got music, it's got incredible jokes, it's perfection. It's truly amazing. Uh, last exit to Springfield. This is also in season four. That one is about a worker strikes. So we get a lot of union talk in there. <laughs> Great Homer episode. Very, very strong. Lisa's substitute season two. She uh, has a little visit there from uh, who was, who was the voice of this guy? Oh, if I'm going to get dragged of the Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Is her substitute teacher. Beautiful moment. Uh, Lots of crying from me at the end of that episode. (laughs) And (laughs) Homer at the bat is season three. Homer's on a softball team. You get nine cameos from very famous baseball players. Very, very good. And then Duffless also in season four. So season four is like really a high level one here. Yeah. So yeah, all of those ones, truly incredible. Please watch them. I would love to hear people's thoughts if they go and watch early Simpson episodes as a result of these recommendations.
0: Yes, Naomi. I will also watch them before our next podcast and we can do like a little like recap before we get into whatever movie we choose next. Have you decided, Naomi, what
2: that's going to
1: be? No, but also I cannot promise the same thing. I am about to be... (laughs) Incredibly busy, so don't put that on me. Okay. Streetcar
2: Named Desire. Just watch that one; it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I'll watch that one. Okay. Um, Felipe, I think I it, it did hit me. I think we should do Stuart Little. I like that's a movie that like looks weird in retrospect. The animation's a little iffy when you think about the logistics. It's got Hugh Laurie and and Gina Davis. In, you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, I feel okay. like it's got
1: every kind of I weird. I Stuart
2: Little.
1: <laughs> yes, he's the <laughs> he's the Stuart Little dad.
2: That's incredible. I just referenced a little like yesterday, which is very funny. There used to be this website called least helpful.com that had like the least helpful Amazon reviews. And someone was like, one star, not realistic enough, like lacking the like, <laughs> gritty realism of talking this movie.
1: <laughs> talking about a movie where basically the the parents died because they were like crushed by a can or something like crazy i think that's what we should watch next i movie. feel like
0: stuart little Two is more memorable to me but like i am so down for stuart little one I think I, I have, you're, like,
1: you're implying that i wouldn't watch both stuart littles
0: <laughs> i love it. i i think I, ha- I know someone who i want to ask if they can do it like I someone from bu who literally did like a whole stuart little like piece for their stand-up show this like recently so let me see if danya is available but like with or without danya we have to do stuart little danya.
1: Uh,
0: okay she's so funny um yeah so let's talk about our scores so one to five or zero to five uh lindsey as the guest how would you rate this movie zero to five
2: Oh, uh, two. two okay <laughs> that's i don't know yeah i think so it's like it wasn't incredible it wasn't unwatchable especially the further into it we got i was like settling in and like we were, we were hitting a stride so i I'll think give it
0: a two. the fun and games segment in screenwriting language like the the one day like the mob comes after them and then before they get to Alaska, I think that's like my favorite part of the movie. Like just like these family shenanigans. I felt mm-hmm. like they family road trip movie. Yes. Uh, Naomi, what about you? How would you rate this movie?
1: Um, I would give it a three solely for the um, American idiot uh, funeral <laughs> version joke. And I am gonna go give it a three on Letterbox right now. I realize I didn't log it on Letterbox. So is it a
0: three out of ten or three out of five on Letterbox?
1: Three three out of five, but that's like a it's like a soft three out of five. It is okay. not like a you know it's not even close to the three point five.
0: So I preface this by saying I'm incredibly biased, and this is like oh boy,
1: oh like boy. it's gonna just, be a straight up five. Oh my, it's God. gonna be a straight up
0: five. I can recognize all the flaws, but like this movie means a lot to me, so I'm gonna give it a five and bro a
1: five? Oh my god
0: just the full on nostalgia glasses on like i gave the scooby-doo the live action scooby-doo movie a five as well so
1: that movie's better than this movie
0: <laughs> okay but we're not comparing that one to this one we were comparing that one to the scooby-doo movies we're comparing this to the pink panther which i believe i gave a one
1: so <laughs> that's not how any of this works
0: <laughs> maybe i will adjust in the future but um lastly before we go i do want to ask everyone for their mvp and lvp of the movie and Lindsay, you can give your favorite background character as well as our guest
2: okay Uh, so mvp russ cargill (laughs) yeah no question he is he is a legend um lvp going to ralph wiggum because of that line <laughs> like i'm like boys now or whatever i like men now truly trash um and ralph wiggum will always be my lvp uh and then in terms of uh, background characters geez i didn't think about that um ugh, can we give it to like uh the woman playing the green day funeral song <laughs> okay so like green day
0: funeral song piano player
2: Yes, her name is Helen. If you would like to write that down, Helen. <laughs> She's the organist at the the, the church.
0: Organist.
2: <laughs> Love that. Okay, Naomi. Uh,
0: what about you? Where where do you have uh, the? Who's your MVP and your LVP for this movie?
1: So I actually say, I have to say the MVP of this movie for me is Cletus. Um, very very funny line deliveries. I, I simply can't like so f- stupid in, in its delivery. And I think also a great embodiment of like the Simpsons because so much of the Simpsons is not only the family but the people that surround them. And like, those are great, um, those are great moments. I also have to say, we didn't talk about it, but the joke at the end where Mr. Burns is like, if you Smithers, if you committed suicide it would maybe make me feel better, (laughs) is very funny. Like it's very dark, but but a funnier sort of suicide joke. Um, And then I really have to say the LVP of this movie uh is it ralph wiggum or is it the writers who wrote in the medicine woman i'm not sure it's either (laughs) one of the two who who was the writers who what whoever whichever one of those motherfuckers who in the writers room went well what if there was a really big boob lady who who was like a a parody of a of of an inuit woman and they said yeah let's write that they are the lvp of this movie so
0: (laughs) the the screenwriter the racist There's a lot of credited
1: screenwriters on this movie. I think one of the movies with the craziest amount of screenwriters I've ever seen.
0: Oh, there are so many. <laughs> um, creative. Well, that, that racist screenwriter. That's what I'm putting it in here. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, I thought Naomi was going with Marge. And I feel like Marge is the heart of the movie. But, like, Bart is my favorite character. So, like, I'm going to be basic and say Bart is the MVP. Um, LVP. Hmm. Let me... Let me... Uh, can I give it to Hans Zimmer for that creepy creepy no I'm not gonna do that Mm -hmm. oh the polar bear who kicked the fox (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's that's the the LVP for me but yeah so um I guess that's kind of a wrap on the movie itself Lindsay first off thank you for coming on and where can people keep up with you and do you have a pop culture plug besides like Simpsons and BoJack Horseman
2: Oh my God. Oh, this is so fun. Okay. So first of all, this was a delight. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that people don't uh, get mad at you, but uh, things to plug. So Simpsons Then and Now is the most relevant podcast. And I guess I will plug it. We are currently on a bit of a hiatus because it was summertime and now I'm moving. It's a whole thing, but we will be back. We talk about an old episode and a new episode that have a theme in common. And then we just talk about how the show has changed. And then if you want to hear me talk about a show that I'm always positive on (laughs) another animated show, you can check me out on BoJack HorsePod. We're doing like a totally... Spoiler free Bojack Horseman rewatch. So if anybody has never seen it, you won't get spoiled. You can watch along with us. Totally. Achievable. We're like halfway through season three right now, and we're having so much fun with that. And that's an incredible show. You
0: so, you have like some a writer has the attention of the podcast, or like the podcast has the like a writer's yeah. Attention? The
2: creator of Bojack Horseman, creator. Raphael Bob waxberg tweeted at us something that was like super niche to the podcast, and I was like, oh my god, he's listening. We got to get him on, but we uh, it's a little bit of radio silence right now from RB Dub, but we're, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, and then.
0: A pop culture plug it can be adult animation it cannot be adult animation something that you're consuming that you think everyone should check out
2: okay so i mean i do think people should be checking out bojack horseman but in terms of other podcasts people should be listening to you should be checking out you're wrong about it's an incredible podcast Mm -hmm. that is truly wonderful it has been like the best thing that happened to me in the last three months i cannot stop listening they tell you about like a thing from like the 80s or 90s or sometimes a little more recent that you kind of know something about and then they explain it to you and it's wonderful and i love everything about it
0: yes that's that's a great plug we we don't have a ton of people plugging podcasts when they do these pop culture plugs so we love we love supporting this kind of content creation love to see it um, this is like a bucket list guest like Lindsay wilson is so oh my god hard Absolutely. And funny like i am just so grateful that she said yes to being on this little little engine that could podcast over here um so thank you for joining us before we say goodbye completely naomi where can people keep up with you and all the lrg podcasting you're doing
1: um yeah i mean you can look at twitter but more importantly i have watched all of the jackass films including the one <laughs> the the 2.5 and the 3.5 so <laughs> what i would suggest is following me on letterboxd um i am n-a-y-o-h-m-i um and uh i have been logging a lot of movies lately i just got really into i watched foxcatcher and then i watched jackass which really was like a double feature i did not plan um but i've been having a great time on letterboxd lately so join me there letterboxd.com slash naomi
0: yes um I'm dying. Maybe we'll have to do the Jackass series as its own like separate... Like, Bro, I could one-off. talk for
1: hours about how Jackass is actually really good. Maybe a Mike <laughs> like, White
0: was robbed bonus episode with Maddie Fresh. I know you wanted to talk about something with him.
1: Uh, I want to talk about literally anything with Maddie Fresh. Here's what you do. Guys, if you like me, tweet at Colin Stone and tell him that he should give me a Maddie Fresh a podcast. <laughs> <That's
0: all. laughs> um, and then for me, you can follow the brazilian dragon app, brazil dragon pod uh we're doing a scooby-doo movie this week with naomi we have to figure out that time naomi um oh
2: uh, jesus christ if
0: you ever have scooby-doo thoughts you're more than welcome on any brazilian dragon or (laughs) phoenix podcast Um, it wasn't for you meddling kids or whatever (laughs) yes um and then also uh yeah the high school musical the musical the series season two finale dropped on friday and jason curtis rivera caitlin and i will discuss it over the weekend uh, we don't have an episode to beat against the cro- a clock, so we're going to take a little bit of time with this one. Um, and yeah, the Phineas and Fur podcast, we finished season one. We re- recapped the final episode with Chappelle. It was a lot of fun. And then Navi, Will, and myself will get together to do some like season one, look back, and figure out our plan for season two. Otherwise, you can follow my main at with the fleep. And you can find me in the Posture recaps Discord where me and Lindsay became buddies.
2: Mm-hmm. just two
0: best friends. Yes. I do want to say, Lindsay, thank you for a podcast you did four years ago. When My <laughs> parents forgot to pick me up at work. They went to Boston and they had to come back and I listened to it in the parking lot. It was the oh. you and Rob going over the reunion moments.
2: Oh my God. That was so much fun to do. And I was so was scared because I was like, oh my God, Rob is so famous. And I'd never done a podcast before. It was very nerve wracking, but That's I actually so was, uh, I-, I love that one. It was so much fun to do. And it was like a one-on-one thing. So it was yeah. very, very fun.
0: I remember where I was listening to it and I was like and I think the number one moment was the blood versus water cat if yes I'm not yes so, she's a little yeah. top heavy <laughs> yes um but yeah thank you for joining us check out all of Lindsay's podcast punk- oh my pop culture plug hmm. <laughs> I don't know you know what never have I ever season two it's still relevant go watch that it's such a fun show um and yeah and always more Simpsons content you can always go check there's like so many seasons but especially the first few Um, yeah so with all that being said uh, should we leave the people with a hashtag oh geez Mm. Mm. hashtag I simply can't I simply can't love that yes (laughs) Um, in honor of Cletus with that being (laughs) said hashtag I simply can't see you next time when we go back to the Nao movies bye everyone
2: bye bye
1: To you because nothing means more than for a man to how did the pig tracks get on the ceiling?
0: Spider-pig spider-pig does what?